What's up, everybody? This is The Quad with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris. We have Ryan from Miami. Time to hop on the Gus bus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> That's really weird out of context. Man, I... Uh, yeah. Do you... Man, Ryan. <laughs> Producer Josh. Neither rain, nor sleet, nor snow will stop our podcast <laughs> from happening. And Haley the Bear. Hello. <laughs> Do you want to give some context to that? Because anyone that's just randomly listening has no idea what you're talking about. There's, you know, just fire department things happening all behind me and sirens. But I think it is in honor of UCF hiring former Auburn coach Gus Malzahn this morning. Let's go, baby. Not, not very often that you lose your coach to Tennessee and actually upgrade. You say that now. Yeah. I was going to say, let, let's. Why, why did Auburn let him go? Nick Saban has lost six times <laughs> six times in his tenure at Alabama. Gus has beat him three times. Let's go, baby. We've got the Saban kryptonite. I mean, the good news is you're not going to have to play Alabama, so you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, that's for the national championship stuff. Oh. Everybody uh, everybody, get in safely this morning with lots of snow on the ground, ice, conditions. Hey, by the way, I know you're going to make some random comment about how it's 70 degrees where you are. Buddy, I am just fine with it actually being cold in Nashville. In fact, the only thing that I, I have a problem with is that it's ice and not snow. Because if it was I, snow, I would have uh, probably been out front building the snowman at 8 a.m. before I came in here. I gotta have to correct you. It's uh, 76. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's twenty winter, buddy. It's twenty one, and it's beautiful out. I like cold weather. I've talked to you about this before. I'm I'm really glad that it's seventy six where you are, but it's it's going to be seventy six here soon enough. I'm not worried about like it. Two weeks I from have now, it'll be seventy six. A very important question for the audience, since this is an audio medium and they can't visually see you. Are you still wearing basketball shorts today? No, I'm not. <laughs> Neither am I. So what is the Sweat degree pants, level to which you actually put pants on instead of basketball shorts? Oh, no, I'll still wear basketball shorts right now. No problem. <laughs> yeah, Chris and I are part polar bear. Yeah, I, I really don't mind, dude. <laughs> I would be in a parka, anything below 60. I've been in a snowstorm in Pennsylvania that shut the interstates down doing snow angels in the parking lot. I, I, I don't care. Yeah. In your basketball shorts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, also, let's let's talk about something that I, I assume you will get a kick out of, right? I don't know if you noticed this in the show notes. We need to talk about bearing the lead. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Sure. Being a uh, journalist as, as you are, sir? Oh, bearing the that lead. Is, that's one of my go-to phrases. So we all know I'm, I'm the annoying person in the room that, like, things that are wrong or incorrect English – Unless it is allowed by my profession, such as ain't. <laughs> uh, really kind of like that make me cringe a little. And it, there's something about this that I had never seen before. And it is because I'm not in journalism. And I saw it and I was like, what in the hell is that word? And I started looking it up. Lead is not spelled L-E-D-E. I, and everyone in the journalism spectrum about half and half split on it, but it was where they used to send in the, the top of like, Hey story, new lead. And they would type N U L E D E in all caps to get everyone's attention. It's not a word. It's not in the dictionary. It's, it's not an actually recognized word and everyone uses it because they're like, Oh, it's a, 
It's a throwback and they like romanticize it. I read this. I like started looking this up and I fell into this rabbit hole of all these articles. <laughs> They're like, it's not a word. And by the way, Ryan, I see you typing on your computer. I already did the research for this. It's not a word. First of all, I'm just so glad that you geeked out about the word lead I and did. not like Marvel comics. <laughs> like this is so up my alley. Like my, the like 11 year old Ryan, who is just obsessed with like journalism is just so happy right now. Uh, lead, by the way, for those out there that aren't familiar, spelled L-E-D-E is a noun, according it's to not a Webster's word. Dictionary. It is not a word. The opening sentence or paragraph of a news article summarizing the most important aspects of the story. Buddy, it, I looked this up. It's in multiple articles where they actually did a deep dive on it. It's not a recognized word. Where are you looking this definition up? Cite your source. Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really interesting because I, it blew my mind for a second. I was like, how have I gone 35 years and never seen this before? And it's just so wild. I, it, it's just a brand new thing for me. And it... I don't know. It just hit me kind of funny. And uh, I, I had to learn something new. So, Rye, I figured you'd get a kick out of that, especially because it was journalism-based. Yeah, you're sending me down a, a rabbit hole that I didn't intend on going down on this Monday. But yeah, now yeah. I'm just going to sit here and read, like, lead versus lead stories throughout the podcast. And, and much like you saying, uh, get on the Gus bus at the top, we're burying the lead. So how about we go to sports? Well, oh, gosh! I was... I was Today that was years, a great segue. I was today years old when I realized it wasn't L-E-A-D. That's all. <laughs> that was a good segue, though. I miss football. I know it just ended. I miss it, though. A lot. I do, too. I found myself thinking about last weekend. I know. I, I was looking at the memories already because people were like, a week ago today was a Super Bowl. And I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's sad. That was a week ago. <laughs> It seems like it was a lot longer than that, actually. It was a whirlwind of a trip, so I think it took like a week to really process. For me, emotionally, no, I'm no, still... it's the same. Yeah. Same. Um, it's just, it's hard. Sundays just don't have the pizzazz when it's not NFL Sunday. Yeah, that was the thing for me that, that got me. It was like, oh, it's Sunday. Oh, there's nothing. There's, like, I, there's college basketball. I'm going to go watch it. There's 10 NBA games. That's great. Oh no! I I watch the NBA games, but and we'll get to that. But it, it's uh, it's actually making me more of an NBA fan this year than I've ever been before, because we're going to talk about sports on this podcast. Yeah, and because I'm paying attention to it for uh, action that we have on Mon some of the games, monetary reasons. <laughs> yeah, so it it's really really interesting. I did get to go to the Preds game this week, though. How was that? Uh, it's it's really weird. So there's almost no one in the stands. And I, I, I'm speaking a little bit out of turn because I didn't actually get a figure. It didn't look like more than 10%. Oh, wow. That's so, it, yeah, it's very spaced out. It's very spread out. And I, I, I went over to do an interview. We were talking about what's going on with me with music and the album and talking about... Uh, the game and I did like a little breakdown of, of what I thought was going on and everyone knows that I love uh, Pecorino and Goal right now. Um, so it, it, it was fun. I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed to actually be at a hockey game and even though they got demolished, Ryan, you want to get, you want to jump in there? How, what did they beat him by? 
Wasn't it like 6-1? It was 6-1. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and the Preds scored first. So that was the thing that really <laughs> It was 1-0, and then it was 6-1. And, and then it was 6-1. <laughs> Last I checked, that was three points less than the Chiefs scored in the Super Bowl. Jesus. He can keep talking. It's fine. Uh, anyway. He's the one I, that looks like an idiot. It was, <laughs> it was just fun to be at the Preds game. And I, I really, really enjoyed it. And did they still do all of the like? Oh, we did the like, chance. Like, like it. I love it. it when we yeah. scored one, one goal. Yeah. <laughs> Were they piping good? in crowd noise? I don't think so. I really don't think they were. Interesting. Because I know they? some arenas have done that. Like, well, Florida Panthers do that because there's like six people that go to those games. But <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious Ouch. if they actually piped in crowd noise. Ryan's, Damn, Ryan. Ryan's not making friends with uh, fan bases right now. No. Just leaving <laughs> hatred strewn behind him. Yep. <laughs> you guys, you first of all, you buried the whole like tequila Tom, you know, Bruce Arians going bleep, run it back. We're going for two. Oh, okay. I mean, you want to dig into all that stuff. That's what I had coming up next. I just wanted no, to no, cool. say that I went to the Preds game because that was a segue and it was actual sports that's going on. Mm. And that's why I miss football because there's no football. There's a bunch of football stories. Um, such as the daughter of the maker of the Lombardi Trophy saying she thinks Tom Brady owes her an apology. Oh, tell her to hush. <laughs> for being drunk on tequila and throwing the trophy from boat to boat. Did, is that not the ultimate Karen? Is, I don't know if it... Didn't you find it disrespectful? I found it a little disrespectful. Look I mean, it. here's my thing. I, I actually think I'm on Haley's side with this one. I... Get over it. They won the trophy. It's their trophy. It, it's it's not a disrespect. You're celebrating. Like, you're celebrating the whole event, and the trophy is there. Who wait, Wasn't it Gronk who put a dent in one of them already, yeah. too? Oh, imagine if her father had made the Stanley Cup. She'd be mortified. <laughs> no question. <laughs> I think it's always shocking when it's the first people to do it, because most people wait, have just like, here it is. We're going to put it on a... a jo- Josh, why do you... Well, I have to get... Well, Josh, why do you think that she has a right to be upset about this? No, I, I, I didn't say she has a right to be upset. I found it disrespectful. Don't change my words. I thought it was disrespectful. Okay, you think I'm it's disrespectful for her. tossing a trophy from one boat to another? Yes, I don't toss trophies around. I still have my karate trophies from second grade. They sit on a shelf. That's where they live. Maybe if you had seven karate trophies, you'd throw one from boat to boat. How many do you have? How many trophies do you have, Ryan? I was a black belt. Thank you very I much. I was too. Oh, here we go. I think we need to have a karate tournament. Yeah, we're gonna, versus Ryan. We're going to have a tournament. I think this is time. We're going to get him in geese. I'm going to officiate it. We will have, we will be Cobra Kai season three. Let's go. Let's go, Ryan. I will do this it's under time. the conditions, under the conditions that we have a WWE championship belt to hand to either one of us. No wins. question. A 24 seven belt. This will never end. Let's oh my go. God. Anyway, I, I understand thinking it's, a little disrespectful of what that trophy stands for because no one's really done that before. It has not been treated like the Stanley Cup in the past. I, however, find it a bit disingenuous when in the article, I think, and, and I'm paraphrasing, but she pretty much says she doesn't watch football. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, I, I think you're just finding something to be offended about. Oh, always. It's, it's outrage, please. Now, and by the way, does it is it completely different in some alternate reality somewhere where they don't catch it and it's at the bottom of that river? And then all of the jokes oh, wait, are wait, what was it on? It was uh the bottom of the bay, sorry. 
No, no, you're right. It's it would be at the bottom of the Hillsborough River. But okay. the funny thing is, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department actually had dive teams ready to go in the event that the trophy <laughs> landed in the river. I so they talked say. about this beforehand. This was not just like a ha ha, I'm drunk moment. Look, that's the rumor. That's the rumor that this was this was literally planned out beforehand. Well, I I think that's the first time we've ever seen Tom Brady let go like that, ever. It was great. Someone was Good like, oh, him. his his friend had to walk him to the, the car. I was like, that's the backup quarterback, by the way. That's Ryan Griffin. Yeah, that's yeah. the backup QB. <laughs> Which, I by the way, it. It, Tampa Tom is so much better than Boston Brady. Like, we could just end that argument right there. Like, just, he's likable now. Like, people are turning on, on Brady. There was a people that despised him. Now they just, like, enjoy Tom. He's only six championships behind in Tampa. <laughs> um carson wentz where does he go i don't know i don't know where he's going to end up i don't know where watson's going to end up are we going to talk about this potential four teamer (sighs) yeah let me let me bring this up because i sent this to ryan and and you guys and specifically ryan called me out on it uh he was the very first person to say this is never going to happen but uh sportsillustrated.com was reporting um It says revealed Friday on First Things First, a potential trade that they're working on. And the quote was, it's a masterpiece, a deal that's flawless for all four teams. The New York Jets would receive Russell Wilson, who wants out. God, that'd be so bad for him. San Francisco would receive Deshaun Watson, who they're like a quarterback away, technically. Houston, Texas would receive Sam Darnold, three ones and one two. Assumingly, that's the Jets' second overall pick, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the Seahawks would receive Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa, and two ones. I can't see. Ryan, who who says no in that? Who who do you think poo-poos that whole thing? I mean, I, Russell Wilson, right? But he yeah. doesn't have a no-trade clause. No. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely have gone with Russell Wilson on that one, but... I, I don't know, man. That's first of all, you're talking about this would be probably the biggest blockbuster trade in NFL history involving multiple quarterbacks, multiple picks, a star defensive lineman like this is this would be unheard of. Like when you it immediately and I get it, my sour reaction immediately when I saw it, I was like, no, this isn't going to happen. And the more I kind of let it set in, I started thinking about the pieces for each team and I was like, it kind of fills a need for each team here, but the money that's involved, the financials, like is Russell Wilson, he's complaining about his offensive line in Seattle. You think he's going to have it better in New York? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, maybe. You know who they're missing from that list is JJ Watt. Where does he go? Kansas City. Let's go. <laughs> it's One really, year deal. It's really interesting because the Cowboys actually have He'd be a great cowboy. Oh, my God. He'd be not, a great cowboy. Not only would he be great there, he would almost kind of overtake the Witten role mm-hmm. of being the guy who's – because they, they don't really have a, a guy on defense that talks a lot. They have Dak, who talks a lot to the media. Yep. Who's like the guy they zero in on. But there's not really a defensive side of the ball guy. Um. Also, they've been looking at – some other players that are out there. It's it's going to get interesting. I I'm really intrigued in the off season to see where everybody lands. I think but, I think the Chiefs will be super boring. I think we're going to reload on offensive line, obviously, but that's pretty much it. I think the rest of the NFL is going to be really really interesting. Well, I mean, 
your offense is not boring. We were, except we were the Sunday. Super Bowl. We were <laughs> Sunday. Except in the Super Bowl. You we know what's Sunday. boring? The Bears. I haven't heard any good news coming from the Bears. You're picking up two more tight ends. Shut your mouth. <laughs> that is not happening. Trubisky, four years, hundred million. Let's go. Four years. By the oh, way, you know where years. this rumor came from, right? This was Nick Wright, who was hosting uh, and filling in for Colin Cowherd on the herd, was the one who created this four-team blockbuster trade, which is why I was like, eh, I don't know if this is going to happen. Nick Wright knows things, A. He does. B, Schefter reported before this, earlier last week, right after the Super Bowl, that the NFL was working on a giant trade that was going to shake up the whole league. Yeah, and I can't remember who it was, but someone set the over on quarterback changes from teams at six. Yeah. This would make six. Yeah. Because we've already had two. Now it was a quarterback swap, but two of them have already moved. So those two first round picks that the Seattle would get, like I th- I'm looking at this deal. I, first of all, the Seahawks get the best end of this deal. In my opinion, because you get Jimmy G, Bosa, and two first-round picks. So you get, you know, middle-of-the-road starting quarterback. I mean, when he's healthy, when he's, he led a team to a Super Bowl last year. See, I, I kind of thought that during this offseason, and maybe this is like a kind of smoldering hot take. That's not really a true hot take. It's, it's, it's like kind of embers. Hot take. Yeah, it's like hot take. But um, – that's kind of like Jim Gaffigan saying, hot pocket. Hot yeah. pocket. Uh, Jimmy, I thought Jimmy would go back to the Patriots somehow. I, I thought so, too. Because Belichick wants him. He wanted him before. Is he healthy yet again? Do we know? We don't. We and don't. that's kind of the, I mean, who who is healthy? Do you ever really know? No. We, we didn't know Tom Brady was going to have his knee operated on after the season. Pat Mahomes getting his toe fixed yeah. right now. <laughs> it's a it's a war of attrition every season yep. on, on everybody. But it'll be interesting. I'm interested to see it. Um, I want to do a quick thing on the UFC. Kamaru Usman is insane. I, I know I, I bring up UFC and I just kind of see you guys like your eyes glaze over. Like, and <laughs> I have nothing to offer you. Yeah, you're like, oh, I got nothing here. But it was fantastic. Um, fight for the welterweight belt, and uh, it, it was one of the best three-round fights I have ever seen, mainly because it came out against Gilbert Burns. There was uh, a lot of animosity because they were former sparring partners. Oh. Gilbert Burns moved up into the welterweight division to challenge for the belt, made a run, got up there, and Burns was where, I mean, he, he staggered him in the first round a couple times, like hit him with some bombs. And I, I was like, oh God, this is going to be an upset. This is going to be a huge upset. And he weathered it, came back out. His corner was like, you have a championship jab. Use your jab. Use your jab. And he has one of the strongest jabs I've ever seen because he, he wobbled him with his, with his jab. Like, not even throwing one-twos, just throwing ones. Just pop. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he kind of staggered him. I thought he was going to finish it in the second. Came out the top of the third, and it was uh, in 34 seconds of the third. Knocked him out. Goodness. Knocked him out clean. And and it was a cool moment at the end. Obviously not for, for Burns. It's never going to be a cool moment. But he, he sat in the middle of the ring crying after he lost that fight. And, and they, had, they did not touch gloves at the start of this fight. And at the very end, 
I saw the UFC do something that I never thought I would see them do. The two guys met in the center of the ring, and they took the mics away. Interesting. And they hugged for probably 60 seconds, and we're just talking to each other. And I was like, man, that's really, really cool. Because normally someone's like trying to stick a mic up their nose while they're having this moment, and everybody wants to know what they're saying, but it's like, man, that was really respectful and really cool and made a really awesome moment for the end of that. It's like a sports movie. Yeah. (laughs) It was just really, really awesome. Um, Are we doing college brackets for March Madness? Oh, is there a tournament this year? I was just about to ask, yeah. is there a March Madness yeah. this yeah, it's year? Yeah, it's all yeah. in Indianapolis. They're doing it in one in one site. Let's we got to do brackets. Go! We got to do brackets. I fail every Should, year at these brackets, but I do them anyways. All right, I will take the lead as the bracket commish. Do we want to open it up to the quad pod squad to play against us in a in a bracket challenge? Mm, I mean, that's going to be really tough to follow. We're going to have to give everybody a place to turn them in and... Well, it's like you do it on like a Yahoo or CBS, you know, that people can enter their brackets in there and then just make sure that they're completed by tip time. Let's look at it. Let's look at it we'll after, look, we'll after this podcast. I, I like that idea. I'll be interested to see how many people would actually make one. Yeah, for sure. And whoever wins gets a personalized cameo from me. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there you go, guys. Now, now, now they won't enter. <laughs> so, uh, NBA. <laughs> Did you just woo me? <laughs> I, 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 I like half Ric Flared you. Uh, woo! Yeah. By the way, have you ever started that? This is going to sound really dumb. Uh, I started that at an arena one time, and it was the most fantastic thing. The Ric Flair like a hockey game? Because I just went, woo! I just waited for everybody to start doing it, yeah. and they did. No, not at a hockey game. When I was playing a show, I did it on stage. <laughs> So wait, the woo is the new wave? Is that what you're telling I, me? I think it is. It, it sort of is. I'm here for it. Yeah. Before we get off sports, NBA, I, I had two things that really stuck out to me, Josh. I, three. But the third one is more of a question to you. Yeah. Uh, the first being, dude, what happened to the Mavericks? Because they are not good. And uh, Luca and Kristaps combined for 82, and it wasn't a blowout. They were in a close game, and it took both of them combining for 82 points. As weird as this sounds, Seth Curry is the missing piece when they traded him to the 76ers. He did a lot for that team on spacing, three-point shooting. They went from one of the best three-point shooting teams last year to one of the worst three-point shooting teams just by losing Seth Curry. Also... Luca three ball, not not so hot right right now. No, he's he's pretty uh pretty average. Pretty average right I'm now. I'm gonna pull a Ryan. He's pretty lukewarm right now. Oh no. Oh jeez. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I expected I expected more out of the Mavericks this year. Um it's disappointing because I don't I my preseason pick for MVP was Luca, and that looks real bad right now. You brought up <laughs> Seth Curry. Can I bring up him for one second? Because did he miss a free throw yet? No, he's he, shooting 100% on the season. So, so he, crazy. He, he is on pace for a 50-50-100 season, which would be obviously <clears throat> shooting three-point and field goal percentage. But I didn't realize, like, I guess maybe I've been under a rock, but I didn't realize how good Seth Curry was. Like, his yeah, three-point percentage in his career is second best in NBA history to Steve Kerr. Yeah, and it's yeah. better That's than insane. his brother. It's, it's, better, it's better than Steph's. It's pretty like, wild. Where, where did he come from? How come he doesn't get more pub as like this elite three-point shooter like his brother? Because he's the sixth man normally on teams that he's on. 
even though we're just talking about him as the third piece out of Luca Kristaps and and so I, I agree. I think he didn't get enough. Uh, he didn't get enough credit. There in the NBA, there's there's hidden value in players that you don't actually see it show up. Deshaun Stevenson for the Mavs in 2011 didn't really put up a lot of stats, but was instrumental to their run. I want to get bro. him on the show. Please save this little section, Josh. Okay. I I want to have him on the show. I want to play that sound for him because we think that he deserves put some respect on that man's name. Absolutely. Come on. Absolutely. Um, and Seth Curry's been the same way. He was great on Dallas. Dallas let him go. He goes to Portland. He's awesome on Portland. Portland lets him go. Goes back to Dallas. He's awesome on Dallas. Dallas trades him to the 76ers. It's like one of those, like, what are you doing? Just keep good players. I love that you missed that. You're like, and and Seth Curry's been the same way. That's who I was talking about. Oh, I was talking uh, talking about Deshaun Stevenson. No, I was talking about Seth Curry. Let's get him on. Yeah, let's get him. We know people. I love it. Uh, LeBron is insane. He is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> they go in to play the Memphis Grizzlies the other night. They start the game 22 to two. And you're texting me going, cause we had, do you have a little action on that we, one? We, yeah, we, we had something going on in this game and, uh, I, I'm just like, well, that game's over. And you're like, I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I'm like, dude, tw- they spotted them 20. This is the NBA. That doesn't, you can't do that. Sure enough, they start coming back, and LeBron just takes over in the third, comes out, and freight train trucks this other team. And uh, it's this, like, absolutely stupid, like, step-back three as time expires in the third that should never have gone in, and it's LeBron and just nothing but net. They end up winning. They When they took all of their starters out, they were up 17. They end up winning by, like, 10. Yeah. And uh, just crazy. Um Kuzma looked fantastic getting rebounds all over the glass 20 points he's great against Memphis he was great again last night he was great last night even in a loss lost against Denver but he had a dunk over Michael Porter Jr. that looked massive I mean it was just he's playing really well and he and LeBron were on the same page too finally yeah they're on the same page right now it's pretty scary pretty scary I would like to congratulate LeBron, by the way, for another NBA record that he broke in his career, a a historic and storied NBA career. Uh, Congratulations, King James, uh, for now having the most career turnovers in NBA history. I knew he was going to say that. (laughs) Let's go to the movie. You know what's also great? Let's just go to the movie. Let's go to the movie. Movies. No, no, no. We have the Daytona 500. Oh. How do you forget about the Daytona 500? I... I mean, I saw a lot of cars turning left today this morning, so Stop. I'm good. I, first of all, I love NASCAR, but I, they, I don't know if it's like an advertising thing or it's just stuff I'm not seeing. Like, I didn't even know that it was coming up, and the only reason I knew is I saw an article about someone performing at it and was like, oh, yeah, that is this weekend. And then it got rain delayed or weather Six delayed. Six hours. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> I didn't even know it ended last night until you said something. Because I was like, well, I assume they're just going to move it till tomorrow. But they didn't. No. Well, it started and they had an, a bad accident on the 14th lap. And then the I did see delayed. that. I did see that the accident. There was a lot of cars involved in that. Uh, yeah. And then the very last lap, there was a major accident. No one was hurt. But it was on the third, uh, the third corner. And it was fiery. And if you look at Bubba Wallace's dash cam, it looked pretty scary. Which also sucked on my end because I had Logano winning and he was the one who started that accident and after being in the lead. But we did have an underdog win 
Michael McDowell, his 358th cup start, and he finally won. Michael McDowell. <laughs> Michael McDowell. <laughs> and it wasn't even the finish line cross, because if it was across the finish line, then Austin Dillon would have been second. But it was when they threw the caution that they had to determine the winner. <laughs> so he was third. He won Michael McDowell. <laughs> I could do that all day. Oh, <laughs> this is probably a conversation for a later date. Because it'd be a lot to unpack. I don't. It's you not that it. I, I don't get it. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> if you ever want somebody to show you the ropes, me and Haley can sit you down <laughs> and explain the history of NASCAR and why it's interesting and, and racing in general. My, uh, Michael Jordan debuted his team with Bubba Wallace. Yes, he did. Was- if, now that MJ's in it, is there any more interest for you, Josh? The second pl- best basketball player of all time? No. I'm, I'm Whoa, gonna... all right. <laughs> oh, stop. Well, okay. <laughs> N- now now can we move on to the movie? Because we've been here for a while. Yes. Okay. Let's go back. <laughs> Movies. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut that off there. I forgot. <laughs> you specifically brought this up in the group, and I suck. My bad. All right. Draft day. Before we get started, did you like this movie? I did. There it is. <laughs> we did it. Yes. I did like it. At first, I was upset that I had to pay for this one again, but then I realized it was worth it for once. <laughs> Ryan, did you like this movie? I feel bad for Cleveland Browns fans, man. <laughs> like, this made me empathize with Browns fans. Like, boy, you guys get put through a lot of bleep. Hey, if there was ever a year to watch this fictional movie in which... <laughs> the Browns in this movie are having a whole lot of trouble. It was this year because they were in the playoffs and, you know. It's looking good. Yeah. It's looking good for them. And all these trades and stuff, it's great. We're going to we're gonna discuss that. <laughs> we're going to talk too. about it. So, uh, draft day, sports drama, two hours, 2014, PG-13. Uh, 60% Rotten Tomatoes, 87% Google users like this movie. Sonny Weaver Jr., is the general manager of the Cleveland Browns. One of pro football's most important days, NFL Draft Day, is drawing near, but Sonny has much more on his mind than just which player to recruit. His lover is pregnant, and the team's owner wants to fire him. After Sonny accepts a deal with Seattle that nets him the team's first-round draft pick, he immediately wonders if he has made the right choice for himself and the Browns. Wow, this is the first synopsis that I've read off of this that is sort of misleading. (laughs) It left some stuff out. I'm kind of glad though it didn't spoil the whole thing in the reading. Is it? I, I mean, just hit the button. Time for some I mean, yes, the movie does start off where it's like revealing that his girlfriend is pregnant, but it's also like that she works for the team. Yeah. Um, so, are you saying that the synopsis is leaving you wanting more? I oh lord, yes, and uh, it, it like doesn't talk about the death of his father, like a lot of the things that are kind of like this. crucial to this movie. <laughs> totally. Uh, is this like Wikipedia? Can you go in and edit it? <laughs> no, I, I do not believe it is. <laughs> so, not to give away a major spoiler, but I was a little. <laughs> I was a little extra emotional in a scene with Chadwick Boseman just because of the whole situation. But when that happened, I actually did cheer up a little bit and I'm like, Oh my gosh, no, this is so it's sad, but happy. And I'm sad cause he's gone. And it's just, Oh, it was, I'd it forgotten was that, that he was in this. Cause it had been so long since I yeah. watched it. And I was like, Oh wait, hang on. 
it's like remembering that the dude that plays uh, Falcon, Anthony Mackie, was also in uh, Eight Mile. Now I, I remembered that he was Papa Doc at the mm-hmm. end. Oh, I did not remember that. There's a lot of good actors in, in Draft Day, by the way. Like I didn't realize how many like big time actors were. Yeah. So uh, Kevin Costner, Jennifer Garner, Chadwick Boseman, Dennis Leary, who's Coach Ben, <laughs> which just cracks me up. He's awesome. Isn't um, it? what was that? What was the show that he was? It Rescue Me. Rescue Me. God, I loved that show. Uh, he kind of creeps me out. Just this whole look. I don't know what it is. <laughs> I, heard, I, I Okay. Tom Welling, uh, fr- and by the way, <laughs> I I have to ask this um, just because I want to pronounce his name correctly. Frank Langella, is that how his name is pronounced? He's an actor that if you look him up, you're immediately going to know what I'm talking person. about. He's yeah. been in everything. Yeah. No idea how to pronounce it. Like everything. He's been in so many movies. Yeah, we'll but- go with that. Langella sounds good. Okay, if I'm uh, mispronouncing his name, I apologize. If he's listening, please hit us up. Yeah, please <laughs> hit us up and correct us. On. Um, it, is he? Yeah, he's still, he's still alive. We'll see if we can get him anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll just see if we can get him. Let's see if we can get him on into this uh, into this show here. But I I really like the movie. I get that it's sort of unrealistic, Josh. I I understand. We are now back in the area of suspension of disbelief for a movie just like water world <laughs> it's not just like water world. <laughs> Way no, it's different. not it's this movie isn't like water world at all no okay no there there's like you i went through puberty at the end of that <clears throat> <clears throat> there is there's just a couple i have a couple issues with it it's not bad i like i like this movie it was enjoyable issue number one. Oh gosh they cheered Roger Goodell at the draft. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Time out. I, I want you to think back to when Roger Goodell uh, first started. The, there was a whole thing about everybody wanting to dab him up and like give him a big hug when they ran on stage. It was all about he was like the player's commissioner yeah, he's, for a while. Yeah. And I believe that was when they filmed this. Or it was right on the edge of it. Because you got to think, if this? they were, fi- well, if it came out uh, in 2014, right? Yeah. Oh, wait, it's it's if not the, that old? No. No. But if this movie came out in 2014, you have to think they probably filmed it in 13. 13, maybe 12. So I, mm, I don't know. It was on the edge. Just, it was, it threw me off. I was like, wait, what? That's I mean, not, Chris, that's Berman was a, Chris Berman was a staple of draft coverage, so this is a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, just because now they boo him every time he comes <laughs> on stage. They've always booed him. Number two, the uh, the Browns do not take the, the star quarterback, and then neither do the next four teams for just no reason. But that's the whole thing. There is a reason. Well, there is a reason, but do he, they all know that? He insinuates... He's to other teams by what he does and how he's making moves. Yeah, he took someone he could have taken as his seventh pick, traded up his first three round picks, and didn't take the quarterback. And that everybody's like, "Wait, what do you like, know? What? what do you know?" And it's this guy that's respected and has been in the league for a long time. But you're right, Josh. It is kind of misleading because the Browns are going to take the quarterback there, right? Well, and if the Browns don't, like, seemingly one of the next four or five teams will just take a flyer regardless. They'll be like, "I don't know. We'll figure it out." I like how the Dolphins drafted Carson Palmer over uh, Bo. Heck yeah. <laughs> well done, Dolphins. 
Problem number three. The Browns owner is at the draft in New York and then somehow gets on a plane and gets all the way to Cleveland by the time the 10th pick is happening. That's a 45 minute window (laughs) between the first pick and the, was it seventh pick that he ends up doing? Yeah, you remember though back then there was a lot of time between picks. Like, didn't the first round like isn't the record like like four and a half hours? It did. It's like ten minutes. It's like ten minutes before between picks. It didn't take that long. And finally, (laughs) (laughs) that one. That one I'll give you. That one. That one is unassailable. And finally, if Seattle wanted Bo, why didn't they just draft him number one? Why did they go through all of this? Because they wanted other first draft picks. They thought they could get him in both. Or they were hoping that they could get him in both. They had a need, and then he was a want. You haven't ever seen someone... You go, eh, you can do that at me all you want. That's not an answer or (laughs) backing up your We don't have an answer. Well, that's how how it opens, is that he wants first-round draft picks. Sure. So that's how he's going to get it, by giving up that first for the seventh. Either way. I like that there was a nice little cameo of the Chiefs in there, too. Always Chiefs can. Chiefs trying to swing a deal for a quarterback. I like that. I like the nice little Dolphins cameo that you're sleeping on, Rye. <laughs> Ryan Tannehill on a Dolphins jersey. Yeah, that was. I feel like you guys just did that purposefully, just to <laughs> just because the credits roll, and I'm like, I'm I'm like, oh, this was a really good movie. Like, I kind of got emotional like towards the end, and I was like, oh, this is. And then Ryan Tannehill pops up on my screen, and I start sobbing hysterically into my hands. <laughs> this whole thing just makes me miss having the draft in nashville <laughs> yeah so that was, that was a really cool that was a great experience I, I, i'll tell you it kind of made me reminisce on the draft being at radio city music hall like that was like the the iconic nfl draft in new york city each year like i liked that they're moving it around and i went i was there for the draft in nashville a few years back but i missed that iconic radio city music hall feel to the nfl draft just the experience just having that is uh is something special. Um, last movie. Ooh. Is there only one more left? Yeah. Yeah. The Bodyguard. Do it. I've actually never seen it. Oh, we got to oh. do, we gotta oh, do okay. the Bodyguard. Yeah, we no have question. To. Yeah. I know it involves Whitney Houston, but that's all. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> wow. That is, uh, huh. yeah, we, we need to watch this movie. The Bodyguard for next week. How did you miss this movie? There was a time where I didn't watch movies. I was just outside playing. <laughs> Again, <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the bodyguard. That's what we're watching for next week. Make sure you guys watch it if you want to follow along. Now let's go to music. Music. We had to record this actually after the podcast because Brad had to come on a little bit later. But uh, our special guest. Here we go. And we have teased it, ladies and gentlemen. Our very special guest on the podcast this week, Mr. Brad Paisley. How's it going, man? I am thrilled to be here. I know before we came back from this break, I acted like I wasn't, but I really am. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> the enthusiasm is ringing through. So I love much. it. I just believe so much that after seeing you now, anyone can do a podcast, and I'm just really <laughs> excited for you. <laughs> no, it's great. I'm thrilled to be here. Uh, this is really neat that you're doing this uh, thing, and, and you're doing a great job with it. Thanks, man. You really are. It's really fun to to listen to you do something other than sing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he can talk a lot, too. I'm just shocked you didn't immediately start this playing guitar. 
Oh yeah, I could have. I know. I well, I, I guess uh, when you first jumped on uh, on the Zoom, it was just an image of Boba Fett. No, that was, was or was that the Mandalorian? Mandalorian. Okay. Know your stuff, Chris. Come on. Well, I'm sorry. To be fair, I was I was getting out of another uh, segment, <laughs> and as we're recording this, that we're we're adding this into the music section when you guys hear this, and it's a little bitty tiny screen. So at first, I was like, "Why is there?" Oh, there it is. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's great. And uh, the Mandalorian helmet with a Conway T-shirt, I think, is really what yeah. makes it for me. That's to me, you know, that's the best of both worlds, right there. <laughs> Star Wars and country music—that's good as it gets. Yeah, I—I I was gonna say I, I loved what you did during. I know we're going back just a little bit. I loved what you did during Christmas. I thought that was fantastic. What did I do? Oh, you mean what what our elves did? Yes, <clears throat> I had nothing to do with it. Those elves are nuts. They are like. Our elves are the most, like, they destroy our house. <clears throat> over the course, like, it starts around Thanksgiving, and over the course of a month between then and, and Christmas, they utilize everything in the house, and it's crazy. I mean, we wake up every morning, and they've done something unbelievable. Um, they, they're really certifiable elves. <laughs> if you guys don't know what we're talking about, please go check out his social media. It's fantastic. It made me laugh just about every single day. I love the elf on the shelf thing. I really do. I think it's really cool that, uh, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's really fun that, uh, I, I just love Christmas time as I know you do. And mm -hmm. it's just so much fun to, especially having kids and watching the magic. It's just, it's just magic that time of year. And, uh, last year, especially, I think all of us were just railing against <laughs> conditions, you know, to try and make it as magic as it could be. Agreed. Um, which you've, you've come into this brand new year with some fantastic music. I was so excited about hearing your brand new song off road and just, uh, everything that it symbolizes. I, I love that. It's kind of this female empowerment song from, from you. It's about women trailblazers and, and I love this. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> oh, well I way, way more interested in what she thinks actually, if you just want to let her talk about it. <laughs> no I'm, I'm teasing no it's uh it's really uh it's really fun to uh when we say i did this with ross copperman and lee miller um this is the f one of the first things we wrote ross do you know ross yeah i do what a great i so here's the fun thing about ross we've been we've now we've written seven or eight things and uh he's been producing me and he produced this track and um, among a bunch of other things that we're working on. Um, this was kind of the first thing ready. And I just thought, I kind of want to put this out. I just want people to hear the sentiment of this because it's, it's really, like you say, it's really truly a, uh, a tribute to, to women that don't stay in their lane, you know, that, that go off of the paved road. And, and unfortunately throughout history, that's kind of been what it takes, you know? Um, and, when I started working with Ross, it's been during the pandemic. I have never been, we've now cut seven tracks. I've never been in the same room with Ross. Wow. We've, we have spent several days of the week like this on zoom writing. We've never written in the same room and we've written eight songs and, and uh, you know, he's been in North Carolina. Some I've been here. I've, I've been in California. We've done all this stuff like completely in different, locations and um I, I you know i don't know if i ever need to be in the same room with him or meet him 
at this point. It's kind of fun to, it's kind of fun to just, you know, it's, he's Charlie from Charlie's angels at this point. Oh, <laughs> I love that's that. a great comparison. I love that. But no, it's really, it's been, it's been a lot of fun and thank you for bringing that up. Um, I think it'll be fun to see uh, what we do with this song as we go forward. Yeah, man. I love the song. I, uh, I, and that's so nice of you. Thank you. I love everything you're doing too. And, but I'm, I'm not here to promote you. <laughs> hey, hey Brad, I'm, not I was here, curious. I, wait, wait, I'm not here to promote you either. I just like you. And I appreciate you coming on oh. my podcast and dunking on me immediately. <laughs> I feel, I feel the love by the way, uh, the bro fest, um, Brad, I was just curious. And first of all, just, Thanks for what you and, and Kimberly have done with helping to fight hunger, um, you know, and especially during these times, um, you know, donating a million meals is um, it's just the selflessness is, is what's needed at this time. And I was just curious because we were talking about you doing, you know, rights over Zoom. I know CY has talked about how different this time has been. Like, how has this last year challenged you as an artist and maybe brought out the best uh, in you in what's been kind of a trying time and something that, you know, we've never really had to deal with in our lifetimes? That's a really good question. I mean, um, I think all of us have sort of uh, wavered between getting all fired up and really productive, Chris included, and then also, oh, geez, I just need to sit at home for a minute. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, th there's so much going on mentally that the way out of it for us, uh, for myself and my wife, has been the fact that we sort of luckily – launch this charity as it started so it, it makes you feel less helpless that uh, you know if we hadn't gotten this thing permitted and off the ground in march of last year i don't know what we'd have done because i you know they start sort of halted all of that and we really were it was by the skin of our teeth and by the grace of god that we were able to get this thing going um we got our permit like the last week of february and then the tornadoes hit and we had this big plan to launch this food charity with, you know, a ticker tape parade and a dodgeball tournament, which I was going to make Chris have to do if he would be so kind to play dodgeball. But we would have had a blast. I yeah. think you'd already said you were in, mm -hmm. you know, it was like we were going to do, you know, the thing you do when you launch a charity, which is try to get as much attention for it as you can. And instead we just had to basically say, uh, we're open, come get food. That's and in the end, it's the best thing that could have happened for us with our charity was that we were able to just start doing what we really were wanting to do um, differently than we intended because we still as of yet aren't operating the way we wanted, which was as a grocery store. Um, so it's a little bit different than that's a lot of deliveries. A lot of people come get their food, you know, one at a time. It's not, you know, shoppers walking through picking out the items they want like they wanted, but um it's been it's been the thing that keeps you sane throughout something like this to do something um, to help because just whether it's the tornadoes that first started this whole year for us in Nashville or the pandemic or the bombing or the the economic times that we're in um, here and the way that the music industry is hurting we all feel just I mean, we feel like we have been through it don't we yeah for sure. I, I think that that's something that uh, not just people in Nashville feel. I mean, I, I think one of the things that's been so awesome is seeing how many people have recognized what you guys are doing. And I, I think on top of all of the effort that you and Kimberly have put into to doing this and everyone else that's involved, 
um, you guys inspire other people. There's, there's people that look up to you, me included, but there's, there's so oh, many, that's so- you know that I've told you this a million times, but I, I mean it. I'm I'm a huge oh, fan. Oh, go go on, Chris. Go yeah, on. I I know. See, he's deflecting now, but <laughs> I I really just am constantly amazed by how giving you are and what a great example you are for other people coming up in in music. And uh it, it's an amazing amazing thing and I'm I'm so glad like you said that it got off the ground cuz if you think he's kidding, um it's it's impossible to get stuff done right now. It's it's almost impossible. impossible. Mm-hmm. I'm sad. No, about it this. is very weird. I'm sad about that dodgeball tournament. I've been saying I want to do dodgeball forever now. <laughs> it's coming. I mean, we really that will be one of the first things we do when we are allowed. And it's I've always had this dream of like of of doing a because we we play dodgeball out here at the at the farm. We built this room on top of the garage. That's kind of just got nothing in it, but paneling. So we, we use it as a gymnasium type place. We, we, you know, we beat each other senseless with dodgeballs in there. And, um, it's been a lot of fun. And that's where I got the idea. I was like, you know how much fun it would be to invite a bunch of artists and industry people and let, and let like Dungan and Borchetta duke it out out there in a, you know, grudge match. <laughs> Them hurl <laughs> dodgeballs at each other's head. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like pair up, like what you would think of as rivalries, you know, out there and, and get them all, especially to some of the outfits you can wear are just beautifully cheesy, you know, with the eighties sort of look and knee pads and. Whatever, I've, I've dressed up in, in eighties clothing <laughs> for my wife. You did yes, that yeah, yes. for her, her Alzheimer's. Which, in charity, a vacuum sounds very, yeah. I was going to say in a vacuum, that sounds very odd, but uh, it was, it was you for saying her you dropped the bomb on me right <laughs> down there on second Avenue, which was so ahead of its time. Holy crap. Right. <laughs> you really did. I trust me. The day that happened, I was thinking about you in your eighties, get up with your fanny pack singing. You dropped the bomb on me at the wild horse. Wow. I was like, this is irony. Oh, oh man. Do we have video of this? Yeah, there's there's video oh, of somewhere. It. Oh, oh actually, man. I have seen video of this. Yeah. You've showed me before. So moving on. Um <laughs> I think YouTube YouTube banned it though. They don't have it <laughs> they, up. They anymore. don't have it anymore. Uh last night you and obviously not last night, but last night it aired, you hosted the Opry ninety fifth anniversary show with Blake Shelton. Um Yeah, I, whoever he is. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you said something about you're happy he was your Valentine. He basically was my Valentine date last night. Yeah, I had a thing that's find someone who looks at you the way Blake looks at me. <laughs> One of those posts. Uh, I I thought it was fantastic. Um, I thought Thank you guys you. did a really great job putting that together. Thank you. And uh, incredible night. And obviously, a, a lot of tributes. Um, my buddy Kane Brown performed. Oh uh, boy, how about that? Seeing him do that, I was so I was so, so happy thrilled. to see him there. So happy he belongs out there. I think for a while he's had a lot of nerves about it, um, but he is so welcome. Yeah, uh, it's just he belong. I mean, hearing his voice on that stage and everything, everything about it. He, yeah, he needs to. You need to bring him back out there and do your song, and and especially when when you can hang out when it's the type of situation where we're not all feeling like we're in a you know a doctor's office. Yeah. Um, so just so you guys know, um, the the last time that I went to the Opry, uh, it's like don't bring more than one or two max people with you uh yep. n- never take your mask off stay in your room right. don't go room to room <laughs> it's not it is yep. not what i um have come up thinking of backstage at the opry as being 
No. And, and, uh, you know, and it's, I remember, you know, what's so ironic now, Chris, is I remember the text I got from you the week that this all shut down. Um, it was bizarre as you real, as you remember, because you got your, your performance in at the rodeo in Houston mm -hmm. under the wire. You were like last, right? I, I was the last country artist to play. I was the next to last artist to play it. And I remember going down there going, guys, is are we going to do a meeting? Because it's like a hundred person meet and greet. And they were like, oh, did you do it? I did it. And I had <laughs> yeah. I had someone standing next to me with hand sanitizer, <laughs> like in yeah, between every person. Which uh, meanwhile, you know, meanwhile, you're hugging them all. Right. We, now that we know how this thing spreads, you know, it's funny. Um, Probably did me no we good up, whatsoever. Yeah. We were up in Canada and um, and it was so absolutely surreal because we had a day off on the Wednesday that was the the day the NBA walked off the court when we all realized, oh, this is over. Because they came off the court, Live Nation yanked the tours off of the road. Mm -hmm. But I had a date on Thursday in Saskatchewan, Upper Saskatchewan, Moose Jaw, you know. Oh, wow. Nowhere, middle of nowhere, Canada, like hours north of the border, no cases. So it played. But they canceled Friday, which was closer to Calgary or somewhere. And I was like, oh, man, uh, this is it. So I had like I had one that kind of got past the goalie. So I got to go up and play on a Thursday when the rest of America had already locked down in an arena and sang, you know, and told the audience that night. It was a packed arena full of people. I'm looking at these people going, this is the last time I'm going to see this site for a while. And I was thinking when I said for a while, I thought three or four months. I was getting ready to ask you that question because I remember getting on the phone and having those conversations and it was like, oh man, like two, three months max. And then we're, we're back out there. And I was like, man, I don't know. I know you wrote me and said, what do you think? And I said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was like, I got no idea when we're back. Cause you were like, when do you think you think we're back this summer? And I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, what was scary was when you would read about the, uh, the, worst case scenarios like it was just all this speculation that it could be four or five years you know stuff like that like yeah. before but thankfully i do feel like we're rounding the corner knock on wood um you know yeah i i, I think, it, it I feels think we're that almost way. back it, it really does feel that way and mm -hmm. i'm i'm really glad that we're starting to see you know decreases in numbers and starting to see you know yeah. numbers of vaccinations going up and uh yeah i'm i'm very hopeful for this year i really am i told somebody yeah, and, that you know there's so much about it that has to come down to like my parents recently qualified for the vaccine in tennessee so you know it's like once that generation and a little lower are fully covered you could see us start to mm -hmm. you know it's it's going to be a matter of of uh making sure the most most vulnerable among us uh, are okay. And uh, it, it'll be interesting, though. When we finally get back out there, I don't even know what it'll be like. Oh, God. I think it's going to be back to all of us wanting to play <laughs> as many shows as we can possibly play again. It's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not going to put any cap on how many uh, shows that you have for me. Thank you very much. 
I do think it'll be a minute though. It will, it won't take long before we're really upset about the way it sounded and mad and meet and greet that something happened or mad and sound check going the next, like it'll be the first day will be glorious. Everything will be, nothing could be go wrong. Everything's fantastic. And then we'll be back to the, you know what? That catering last night <laughs> was not acceptable. Uh, that was, that was ridiculous. Flat meat and sweaty cheese. No. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's the case. Josh, you have something you want to say? So I have a little, I have a little story uh, to tell you, Brad, that I don't know if you know this or not. So fall. Where of, is Josh? I don't see him. I'm so, off, I'm off camera. I'm. You can see my hand waving. Over we're here. all spread out. So oh, it's cousin it or whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so fall of 2019, uh, Chris calls me. He's like, "Hey, I want to go buy a guitar." I was like, "All right, let's do that." So we go to Carter Vintage, and uh, there's this beautiful, beautiful 51 Esquire sitting in the corner. Chris picks it up strums a couple chords he's like i gotta have it and they're like ah it's sort of on hold for brad right now and chris what did you say <laughs> has he paid for it? a couple of cuss words later <laughs> so he's been he like yeah i bought it it's in it's here in the studio you piece of crap <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, we'll do a devil went down to Georgia duel for it. <laughs> hey, yeah, can we can I, like, stream this? Let's go. I do, is this like a wrestling match? Can I tag someone in? Because uh, <laughs> otherwise I'm just no. going to give you the guitar and just, yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to give you the guitar. Um, Told you once, you son of a, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, I, you know, I've, I feel like this is always really weird when people ask me this question, but, you know, we had a bunch of stuff we wanted to bring up and discuss with the new music from you, and, and please, guys, if you haven't already gone and checked out Offroad, make sure you go do that right now. Right now. Stop listening to us. <laughs> go download the yeah. song. Stream the song. Absolutely. Favorite. It's way yeah. more interesting than what this is. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, I, I just mean it from the bottom of my heart. You've been so great to me as an artist, and... Uh, I've been very lucky to get a chance to know you and be able to ask you on uh, on business. Oh boy, uh, this is get, this is getting weird. Now. I know, I know, you hate this, but seriously, you are one of my favorite artists of all time. Period, hands down. And uh, I'm lucky to be able to call you a friend. And and I just want to say I appreciate it. And I am constantly more and more impressed by what you do as a musician and as a man and for charity and. Uh, we couldn't be happier to have you on the podcast, man. Thank you. Oh, that means the world. Thank you. I, uh, well, uh, yeah, I think you feel like you buried the lead there, CY, because Brad's, <laughs> Brad's now an NFL yeah, Hall I mean, of Famer. Congratulations, yeah. Brad, on the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. I kind of got in vicarious. Um, but uh, unfortunately, someday Peyton gets to be in the Country Music Hall of Fame, too. So it's not, <laughs> uh, it's not a great deal for country music at this point. <laughs> you, don't, you don't feel like that's a fair trade? I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to do it to get, cause I, you know, it was really fun getting measured for the, my bust in Canton. Uh, you know, the met, they took my head and all that, you know, measurements and stuff. Cowboy hat was weird. It's first one of those in there. <laughs> um, but, uh, in Peyton's case, yeah. I mean, the whole Peyton Manning exhibit at the country music hall of fame is going to be weird. <laughs> You know, there'll be too many be, volunteers in there. I'll tell you that. There'll much. be a lot of that. It'll be nationwide jingle. We'll play when you walk in, and 
I mean, the good news yeah. is, you know, the good news is he played for Tennessee, so it's. I was about know. to say his his version no, of yeah. Rocky Top will be playing also. Well, he, Rocky he Top, uh, Rocky Top with Nationwide as the tag. Yeah, he's done, he's done Whiskey Jam. He's fine. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, I bet, has he done Whiskey Jam? Yeah, uh, he did. Yes, he did. Yeah, he came up on stage one night. Oh, that's awesome. That's fantastic. I, I'm, I, man, I, wouldn't it be great to be able to just go do things like that again? I would love that. Just it would be without fantastic. any thought. I, man, I recorded something the other day, and it was just me and two of my guitar players on stage. And there were a couple people in the room that had to be there uh, to film it. And, you know, obviously, like, my tour manager was there, and uh, my front of house guy, Gary, was there. And it was like, oh, my God, this is so much fun. It's <laughs> like, it's not me in sweatpants sitting on my couch playing a guitar. There's actually, like, someone hearing it. It was amazing. Um, but we'll Any be and all soon. things, like, anything that we do like that always feels so interesting now. I mean, when, but it's also, like, even, like, the Opry thing that you saw last night. So, it looked, I was really impressed at the way it didn't feel like a sterile like watching that and they did a really good job of because every performance was taped separately with just the bands necessary and but it didn't feel like that it felt like you got a real sense of the opry in spite of the fact there really wasn't an audience for any of it and uh and but it's still like even when you see something like that that looks normal and feels kind of like a you know a, a typical experience know that our viewpoint <laughs> as the as the artist in that is one of it look we feel like et we feel like we you know literally they're in the suits there's the bubble wrap everywhere you know there's the masks the face shields it's like we all feel like we're about to be dissected for science <laughs> the entire time yes the whole time it's so weird um and you know every tv show you're watching right now is that's going on you know you see like csi it's like it's like find out Find out if the killer used the, you know, and meanwhile, over here, you got a guy like in his face shield, you know, that looks like, looks like you're being experimented on by the government. What in the world? There you this are is, playing yeah, a guitar. I, you have no business playing. <laughs> <laughs> it's mine now, Brad. It's mine. This I know the, that that's really nice. So that's a 51. What are the dates on that thing? <laughs> I'm, no, no, we're not going to go into the guitar. Don't worry about it. That's fine. I just I yeah, I just happened to pick it up, man. I'm just in the studio over here. It's fine. I think you got I think you got ripped off. That's fake. It's <laughs> not a real one. I feel like we need a WWE style like match. <laughs> we're doing we're, we're playing dodgeball as soon as we can. As as soon as we're allowed to. That's what's going down. I need to be part of this dodgeball team. I'll have to hang on, I grab let me grab this. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> I can't win this. Had to get one upped. Yeah, what do you, oh what does he got? What's he got? What's he got? That's 50, 51 Esquire. Oh, it's not this one though. No, it's not. It's true. That's true. That's this one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, buddy, again, thank you so very much. We seriously appreciate it more than you know. I really, really, I want to say one thing before we go. Uh, you've you've been just raving about me, but nobody has a bigger heart than you, and no one does. Yeah, uh, I think as as much as you when it comes to. This, this town and this love, and I, I just really do, really do love you, buddy. I'm so proud of the career you've got going. I'm so proud of the way that you handle yourself. Um, and uh, I said handle himself. No, it's, 
And you're really no, glad so that proud I'm doing this instead of singing it, people. Uh, I, I am so <laughs> happy that you've moved into just talking. <laughs> moved into to a speaking career. Keep it up. No, I'm teasing. I, all I do is give you a hard time, but we are old, old friends and getting older, and I appreciate you so much, Chris. Dude, love you. Thanks for being on. Love you. We'll see you soon, I hope, in yes, person sir. one of these days. So, someday I'll hug you. Eventually. We'll be able to hug each other again. It'll be great. Won't that be? No hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, dude. Great seeing you guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Josh, you have our hot take. Hot take! Hot take! That was dead on. That was a good one. Perfect. That was really good. I think you're excited about the hot take, so. I am. I am. There There are a lot of choices out there for you for what you want to drink. But I'll tell you one that is terrible. And that is LaCroix. And my hot take is that no one actually likes LaCroix. I like LaCroix. No one actually likes I LaCroix. I like LaCroix. You have all sorts of other brands that are far more delicious. Topo Chico, Perrier, San Pellegrino, even the Trader Joe's brand, more delicious. LaCroix has great flavors. LaCroix's flavors, as by our friends on Reddit, are the, as follows. Transported in a truck of bananas. Hint of hint of lime. Single Skittle dissolved in water. Shy watermelon. And strawberry, but with a low battery. See, that's the difference is I don't need something very strong and sweet. I just want a little hint of a hint. Strawberry with a low battery just killed me. <laughs> they are disgusting. Everyone is lying to themselves and no one, if if they're honest, if they're being honest, no one actually likes LaCroix, period. I like LaCroix. I Wrong. like LaCroix. You actually, just haven't had a better one. Have, have, you, have you ever heard anyone call it LaCroix? LaCroix. Like trying to be really like, oh, it's French, but it's like, no, it's, it's no, actually it's, not. It's, it's from Wisconsin, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it's the French part of Wisconsin. You have led me down a rabbit hole which is being described on the internet as the we've battle ruined, of the bubbles. Hang on, we've ruined Ryan's day. All he's going to be like after this is just looking up stories about. I'll, I'll be googling leads and, and, and fizzes. <laughs> this is being described as a fizz fight between Lacroix, Bubbly, Perrier, Perrier, Polar. Perrier. <laughs> Perrier is actually pronounced Perrier. Yeah. Perrier. Yeah, this is a fizz fight, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I would I would say bubbly is better than than LaCroix. So I'll I'll, I'll side with you. Unless you don't like any like seltzer waters. I, I like seltzer water. I like all the ones that I named. I would take water that is warm in a garden hose over LaCroix. I would do that in a heartbeat. All right, that's that's a little far. You're that's going disgusting. a little far. LaCroix is gross. LaCroix is not gross. I like LaCroix. I was actually at someone's mainly, house the other day who had boxes of LaCroix. If you had said cold water from the garden hose, I'd have been with you, but I that tastes Luke like silver. <laughs> it's a hint of silver in that one right there. But no, I was actually at a house the other day and they have boxes of LaCroix. I oh. like LaCroix. <laughs> they had them. That's cool. So they drink it. Everyone has them. I have a box in 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 the, the studio right now. Great. I'll, right go, I'll have one right now. Yep. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Apparently, LaCroix is uh, corrosive to tooth enamel. Who oh, knew? look at that. <laughs> I, so Josh is actually getting 
a, a thing of the berry. Now, which one is this? Is this the strawberry with a low battery? This is yes, it is. Berry, but sad. Here you go. <laughs> As you throw it, and I can't open it. And very, know. very sad. Here. Bear, you've got to chug this right now. You want me like, to burp? This is, no, 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 no. Just, it, just. You can stop tapping. Yeah, you just. There you go. Mm, look, oh, I can smell it. it smells but, very berry. But. <laughs> Cry. Wish, I wish I had vodka. And I know it sounds like an opinion. I get it. But if given the field of other sparkling water choices, why would anyone pick LaCroix? Because it tastes terrible. No, so I'm, we're just saying LaCroix versus the field on this. And I will take the field every time. No one actually likes it. If they really have to choose between. If I set a Perrier, an ice cold Perrier, and an ice cold LaCroix next to each other, you're not grabbing LaCroix. Uh, actually, Perrier doesn't have a flavor to it. You haven't had Perrier with lime? No. I, I have a unique perspective on this because, you know, everybody always goes, what's your, what's your rider for a tour? And mine's always really boring. Water, some snacks, uh, towels, fruit, you know, it, real, real simple. It's not like bag of all, pretzels, all green M&Ms. Like it's not, you know, it, it's none of that, but we normally have like multiple different kinds of soda water. And a lot of the time it's LaCroix and then sometimes it's not. If I, you had to choose though, right I, now. I, I don't, I don't think I care. Oh, I care. I, I can tell like you were, <laughs> this is like Haley's like no LaCroix and you're like, no, the field. And uh, Ryan's like kind of on your side. I don't know where I land on this one, man. I like them all. It's, uh, Rare, rarely I do, I, you. Rarely do ahead, I do John. a hot take where I am anti something. I try to always be for something. Right. You're against this. I'm against this straight I, up. I've noticed. Our friends at Mashed are as passionate as you are, Josh, about flavored seltzer waters. So they ranked the top flavored Seltzer waters. At number five, according to our friends at mash.com, Montaigne. No what? idea. <laughs> it tastes like a mountain. <laughs> at number four, Spindrift. I've had Spindrift. It's good. At number three, and there's a picture with a cat and a LaCroix. I don't understand why, but LaCroix is number three. <laughs> at number two, Bubbly. And the... Best sparkling water brand, according to our friends at mash.com, is Kroger brand. What? What? Hey, I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, don't sleep on Kroger brand because it, like the, the store brand of things. I remember as a kid, we went to Bilo, which mm -hmm. uh, probably not very many people remember Bilo supermarkets, but we went to Bilo and they had like, you know, Dr. Thunder instead, sure. <laughs> instead yeah, of Mountain yeah. Dew. Yeah. And they were, they were awesome. Yeah. That's what we got in my house. They, I will tell they were you, fantastic. Kroger's uh, private label chocolate chip ice cream is elite. That is elite You brought stuff. this up before. Yeah. Well, we were talking about ice cream. Yeah. All right, guys. That's the hot take. Make sure you go up there. We're going to put it on the poll. It will be LaCroix versus the field. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Quad Podcast with Chris Young. As always, I'm Chris from Ryan from Miami, producer Josh, Haley the Bear. We love you guys. See you next week. And we're out.
water, some smack. <laughs> Hang up. <Smack. laughs> Hang up. <laughs> I was going to say snacks, and then I stopped talking. We cannot leave that in there. Please. Oh, my God. Okay. That's great. That's great. <laughs> we cannot leave that in there. <laughs>